Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet. Now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do a live on a Tuesday edition. Merely Bo, the great Z. How you living, buddy? I'm doing well. Obviously, you know, we talked about it already. Ad nauseum at this point. We don't live in the best weather area in the world. Oh, man. Today's a little tough. A little ice out there, a little ice ice baby. I heard west side, it was like, oh, my gosh. The way I was looking at you, the glare from outside on Uno looked as if he had, like, a nose bandage because there was a piece oh, of white yeah, yeah. snow. Uh-huh. It was almost like he like got hit in the nose. You looked at me gravely yeah. concerned. Oh my I was, God, I he... was scared for myself. I didn't know what happened. You remember when J.J. Watt would have like the broken nose every week? Oh, yeah. That's what I looked like. I looked at Uno, and I just saw the white, and I thought, my God, did he break his nose? And I didn't even notice. Bad job out of me. Um, no, this is it. This is it. This is the worst. Give me last week. 18, sun, fine. Fine. I agree. I'll take I'll it. Take I'm not it. crazy yeah. about it, Yeah. but I'll take this. And Westside had... Uh, ice and brutal like schools were closed i think a lot, a lot yeah. of places on the west side we didn't have that we were no, full we go. were good we were good we were rocking and rolling rocking and yeah. rolling how are you doing yeah i did get um, a new pen i did get a new pen yeah um i did get the hot pink last night i had one of the it's very rare that you can uh cite and be inspired in parenting by ashley schaefer from eastbound and down that's rare that that happens. Okay. That there that there are lessons to be learned there. So, two littles go to bed. NBC can hang out a little bit. He's twelve now. Yeah. And so we're fl- I'm bouncing around. You know, I still like to flip. I still like my flipping. And I can't even remember what I was watching on one of them. It could have been the Cavs game. It could have been some basketball. And I went to break, and I always look to the movie channels for something to entertain me for a couple of minutes while we're at break. Yeah. So I hit in real the short age- attention span. Yeah, I don't like two and a half minutes. I don't like two and a half minutes. Like, it's right into something else. I can't. Yeah. So I popped over. I pop into HBO. Skyfall's on. Love Skyfall. Great Bond movie. Um, I prefer Casino Royale, but it's the, my second favorite sure. probably. So right after MI6 gets blown up. So we're all sitting there, the blonde, NBC, and myself, and we're watching. And right after MI6 gets blown up, they it cuts immediately to Bond passionately making out with, and neither he nor the, the making out E are wearing shirts on the top. Okay. Now, you don't see anything because it's Bond. Yep. Right? I mean, sure. it's Bond. It's PG-13. Right. Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah, not yeah. seeing anything, but it's plenty leading you to believe what's for happening sure. there. For sure. So my wife is, change it. What are you doing? Change it. You got. You can't watch this. And I thought of Ashley Schaefer. I said, let him watch. Let him watch. Let him watch what is consecrated here. That's right. She's like, it's not appropriate. I'm like, he's 12. 12. He's I promise fine. you he's seen it. He needs to see this. What's going to happen? This is where he's at. He's, he's safe. He's going to be fine. Yeah. He's safe. Exactly. 
yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, that's where you're at. Don't worry about it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Good. So that it's rare that you can use an eastbound and down. Uh, Most certainly. Yeah. I, I thought you were maybe we're going to have running through the field while cannons were launched at him or something like that. <laughs> that. That has not happened. No, good. Now, how far are you on uh, on the uh, the gemstones? How far did you finish that up? I'm into season three. Is that the final one? This is it is the only one remaining. Okay. I don't know if they're coming with a fourth. I mean, the first episode is pretty amazing. Yeah, I haven't watched the first episode of season three yet. So, so you're not there yet? So I finished. This season three is my favorite of the three. I finished season two. Yeah. Where, uh, what's his name? Turns, Uncle Baby Billy? No, not Uncle Baby Billy. The, the guy that they were going to do the resort with oh, yeah. turned out to maybe not, maybe not be a great Zion's guy. Zion's Landing? Zion's Landing, yeah. <laughs> that guy. So they all they did, they they chase uncovered him to the all Arctic? that. Yeah, they covered, yeah, they and took him out. Took him out. Yeah. Got to do it. Yeah, so then yeah. I guess maybe, and then the next one says, maybe I did watch the beginning of it, but we were flying back, and it like starts in the 70s, I want to say, or something like that. It might. I mean, the first, or well, the first scene around. is, one of the first scenes you see is. Oh, they're on is, a race car. They're on a race car, yeah. yeah and race, Uncle Baby Billy's got a, he's got what amounts to like a Vegas play, because they built yeah, their right, own. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. his Vegas And he's singing house. his song, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. not pleased because but things just, aren't good enough for him. I just started, like I finished, I wanted to see what they okay. came up, and I remember the, the racetrack part of it. Yeah, so there you go. That's it. I've tried to watch the Night Country thing. It's too dark. I, I got to save the that what? for summer. The True Detective on HBO. Oh, I, the new one? Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I can't do it. It's, too, it's set in – I watched like the first five minutes. It's set in Alaska in, at like after the solstice, so there's no sun. I get enough of that here. Yeah, man. Not interested. I can't do that. Can't have yeah. it. Yeah. Um, all right, your hot topics of the day presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner, your Cleveland Browns. Uh, multiple reports on this one. Uh, the Browns are hiring former right. Notre Dame quarterback – Coach and Notre Dame quarterback, offensive coordinator, and Alabama offensive coordinator most recently, Tommy Reese, to be the tight ends coach. Zach Jackson, among others. Uh, Reese will have a hand in the overall development of the passing game, and his exact title is still uncertain. Uh, these are all reports, of course. Of course. At this point. Um, yes. This is my, my interaction or tangential connection to Tommy Reese's, which is probably the best way you could put it. So uh, Laurenitis was on the staff at okay. Notre Dame last year, Marcus's first year when Tommy stayed and was the uh, was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And I've had many conversations with him about that program and how it was all going. And when Tommy left to become the offensive coordinator at Alabama, uh, I remember James specifically saying, he's brilliant. Like, as a game planner, he's brilliant. As a play caller, he's brilliant. Like, one of the he didn't get enough credit for his for how good he was. Yep. I think in part because he played quarterback at Notre Dame and it was like, well, you play quarterback for there, you're under Brian Kelly, come on in. Sure. But he's like, I'm telling you, like he's legit as a play caller in that. So again, nothing official. That's the best I can do. He's only like 31. Right? Young kid. Yeah. I mean, it's not that long ago. He played at Notre Dame. So right. a young kid, but was trusted um, with the offense at Notre Dame. And then last year was trusted with the offense by Nick Saban. So he, he was a real up and comer in the college football world. And even when the Alabama job, first, when Saban, when it first came that Saban was going to step down from Alabama, there was some talk. It was not much, but there was like, well, would they even consider keeping Tommy as like the head coach? They didn't. They went and got Kalen DeBoer, which is the right call, I think. But, um, that, that there was even some of that. So the idea that you, if, if this is indeed the way that this shakes out, that you could get him to come and coach tight ends in the NFL would be a big hit. It's a bright offensive mind. Yeah, and then we're talking to Gerard Johnson from the Houston Texans, who's a quarterback reportedly, coach. Reportedly. Reportedly, again, reportedly, and that reportedly. is reportedly uh, another bright young mind. So I think clearly if you look at these reported moves, because yeah. we have not even confirmed the departures, but Correct. nonetheless – 
you would say. The departures are confirming the departures. Yeah. Stumps. Stump on, has, he's on a tour. So has AVP. Yeah. Um, the, the focus is going to be on kind of getting this passing game as a, a full complement to what Kevin's so good at in terms of his wide zone boots, the play action, hard play action game, and then having more of, I think, of a shotgun-based yeah. offense, and then you can have everything. So I think this is a lot of trying to get guys in here who excel at concepts and can help Kevin with concepts that maybe are better suited to what, say, Deshaun Watson is traditionally used to doing as opposed to what he's doing here. Not to say that it wasn't start clicking because it did start clicking. So it just, I think it gives you every tool in the offensive toolbox, which is what you want. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is what you want. Now, um, another one, um, this one reportedly, the Titans are reportedly hiring Bengals offense coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. Um, and of course, Brian is Bill's son. And we know Bill quite well and are quite fond of him. Um, what does it mean for his future here? We don't. I, have you ever asked Bill about Brian? I'm trying to think if we have. We haven't had. We used to have Bill in here quite a bit, and then I haven't seen. We haven't had him in here in a while to the point where like Brian's career has taken off. It's not something that he. So we don't come up. It doesn't come no. up. Has it ever with you? Well, I don't we think... talked to him. I think, and he didn't really want to talk about when his because his son's been the OC of the Bengals. So yeah. we played them a couple times a year. I don't think it was something that he really got in, into in that the, much. I know he's proud of him. Sure. Years ago, like Bill would come in here with us, like in the off season, we'd talk with him, Yeah, you know, and we haven't done that in a while, but his, um, so we you have no idea. The idea to work for your son in the NFL would feel like a bucket list. My God, is this really possibly happening situation? And I would think that if Brian would want his dad, who's one of the three best offensive line coaches in the history of the game, he'd get him like, that feels like that's the, that's how that will go. This is me. Yes. This isn't reports. It's nothing. It's just common sense. Right. I mean, I feel like it sounds like, you know, a dream come true yeah. situation, right? So maybe he likes it so much here that he would not, but it would it would seem yeah. like if your son says, hey, Dad, I want you to come Will you help me, me, Dad? Yeah. We help. Yes, I will. Give me a hand, Dad. Can you give me a hand? Yeah. Be a first-time head coach. Can you help me? I'd like your help. Yes, yeah. son. And he had so much credibility immediately. Yeah. So what's going on there? And then you wonder, you know, does <laughs> – what does that mean for Scott Peters? What does that mean? Like, yeah. You know, for a lot of things. Yeah. There's a billion balls in the air in the moment. All that. of a sudden, we've had. Would O'Shea be the only one still here, reportedly? If Callahan were to leave? Yeah. Yeah. Reportedly. On the offensive side. Yeah. So, reportedly. But reportedly, Callahan is not. Not yet. No, no, no. no. That's conjecture. The other three are reportedly. Yes. That's connecting dots on Callahan. And sure. Then, and then O'Shea would be the only one reportedly. Well, no, that it wouldn't be. That would just be O'Shea the last be the only man one to standing. Be here. Right. From who, Returning from, from the there. offensive staff. Yeah, for there now. Would you rather work for Pedro as an associate dean of his school or have him work for you as, like, Uno? Him as Uno. <laughs> Not even a question. Is there a question for you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I feel like if I had, like, explained to my dad, like – Oh my god, I can't imagine being around him that much. But I can't imagine like trying to explain like it You would go work for your dad. No, no, I could have. I didn't. No, 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 no thanks. No thanks. Zero chance. Yeah. Um but the, I do think like it would not be a whole lot of fun having him in the mix either. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm saying it also yeah. 
I would rather have him. What would be the biggest mix rather than me? You under, under his yoke. yoke. Yeah. Then you're back under the yoke. Right. Don't what would that. be the biggest roadblock if he were Uno? If Pedro were Uno? The first disagreement would happen because of what? I don't know. I, honestly, I don't feel like it would be all that dissimilar from Gibbe. <laughs> like he tries to stifle my joy. He irrationally <laughs> blames ready, me ready. for things. It's like you're I kind of like what, what, how it's much true. different could it be? Other than that, they would probably become. <laughs> Some type of uh, a formidable alliance against me, <laughs> but I mean, I'm already dealing with like you got yokes all around. I'm you. dealing with Pedro Light already. You're right. You are completely prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Irrational things left and Just, right. Blame for things that have nothing yeah. to do with you. Making your life harder when it doesn't need to be. Yeah, we're already dealing the with the ability that. to also get caught in in situations for yeah, Cliff Clavend. Yeah, right. Like Gibbe in the <laughs> That's all those things. Uno loves it. Yeah. All those things are real. Yeah, I mean, honestly, would not. I don't know how much different it would be. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Otherwise, it would largely be the same. Yeah, that's what I think. We had a uh, major media rights deal uh, this morning announced. WWE and Raw, um, the Raw brand, part of that. You know that it's this better world better than me, so you can explain. Basically, it. But a new deal with Netflix starting in 2025. Um, it will give uh, Netflix the rights to Raw in the United States and then other uh, WWE entities around the globe. Um, it is a, it's a big deal. It is Netflix's first foray into live sports. Yeah. And, and so you wonder the rock, it was, you know, ringing the bell yeah. at the, the stock exchange. So exclusive rights in us, Canada, UK, Latin America. It'll also be the home for all WWE shows and specials outside of the U S including SmackDown, NXT, as well as WrestleMania, SummerSlam and the Royal rumble. So the three big pay-per-views and then the other TV show. So I'm guessing Fox keep SmackDown in the U.S. Seems like it. Um, and then my question is, what happens to Peacock? Because right now Peacock is the app that you need to watch all of their their whole library, all yeah. the live events. So my guess is Peacock would say they're raw instead of being on, you know, a universal property goes to, or an NBC universal property would go to Netflix. But then do they also get the catalog? How long That's was the agreement they said on the That's catalog? I don't know. Yeah, that's that. Those are the details that are not in our notes here, but also that we need to find out. But it it feels like it's a big deal. WWE library. Well, the other part of this is, I mean, we're heading like a rocket ship towards streaming for all of this stuff. It's it's coming quickly. We have we've now been through two seasons of Amazon Prime Thursday Night Football. We had a Peacock playoff game this year. Um, Now this is Raw, which you and I are old enough to remember Raw propping up USA like that propped up. That was the the flight the the bell totally. cow of USA the network totally right like that. They launched their big show. Any show they would try to launch, they'd launch it after Raw. Like that was the whole operation. So this is Netflix getting into the live sports world, and it certainly would be a harbinger of things to come in terms of live sports in general. That all of that is coming. And you're seeing as you mentioned, obviously with the NFL. So it says that. This marks a major programming shift. Raw leaves linear television for the first time since its inception 31 years ago. So that Raw will be on Netflix, U.S., Canada, U.K., Latin America, additional countries to be added over time. As part of the agreement, Netflix will also become the home for all WWE shows and specials outside of the U.S., inclusive of Raw 
and WWE's other weekly shows, SmackDown NXT, as well as the company's premium live events, including WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble. WWE's award-winning documentaries, original series, and forthcoming projects will also be available on Netflix internationally beginning in 2025. So that sounds to me like it's all that stuff stays on Peacock. So you're going to pull from a domestically lot of streams. if you're international. If you're domestic, Raw is going to be on Netflix starting in 2025. Everything else is going to be on Peacock or over the air Fox, whatever. And that internationally, everything's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. The, the reality of this is, is when we first started getting, whether it was Netflix or Amazon, Amazon Prime's different because you're, you're paying for, that was like a throw in sure. for signing up for Prime. Uh, but Amazon Prime, Netflix, all of these things, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus, all of them, all of them that are in the live sports game, um, you pay for, it's a double dip, right? Because you pay for the app, and now they're going to still show commercials. Yep. You're like, wait a second. The whole point of this, like, you and I grew up in an era where, like, all right, I'll pay the premium for HBO, and then the part of that premium is I'm watching commercial free. Yep. Yep. And so now all of these are going to have the subscriber fee plus the advertising fee. We already see this in Amazon Prime. We saw it in the Peacock game where they had – Regular advertising, like the, like you would for a normal NFL game, and the problem is for the consumer is you can't do what I did last night on Skyfall. You can't pop out into something else. You're stuck in it. Yeah, and that's the reality. I'm more of where okay we're with that than you are. But yes, you're right. How about this? It's a five billion dollar deal, five hundred million a year for mm -hmm. ten years. They have an opt out after five years. Does Netflix? And to extend for an initial 10 years. Sources say WWE's current five year deal with the U.S. rights for Raw with NBC Universal was worth about 250 a year. So they doubled that. Well, they'd have to because they're going to take it's a risk from their standpoint of viability. Yep. Like, is your audience going to follow you there? Yep. So they, you had to. That's why when the NFL redid their, their television deal and even the college football ones that they pay so cl close attention to, I was surprised that they didn't let the streamers take a bite at the Apple. A bigger bite. Yeah. The NFL did with Prime, but I was surprised they didn't get into business and, and have a conversation with Apple TV, that they didn't have a business with YouTube, they didn't sure. have a conversation with Facebook, like the big, big entities that have all the money in the world, because it's and you would have doubled. The NFL though is old guard. Like these are these are mostly people who've been around a long time and they still understand and appreciate network. And the ratings are still bigger on network. Fifty million people watched the Chiefs and the Bills on Sunday. The number is the biggest, most watched divisional game ever. 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 Wow. So there's still value in that. So in order for you to go from 250 to go off of a place where most of your audience can get you wherever you want it to one that you're going to have to pay for, there's got to be a premium on that. And there was. In this case, no it was doubt. double. So Peacock paid $110 million to the NFL to air the one playoff game, mm -hmm. and it was the most-watched streamed live event in American history. Of course. So, Well, up until that point, most-watched live stream event was college football or college basketball. Yep. So until that happened, that's what it was. So now you get the NFL in the mix, and there you go. Uh, but this is where you're headed. You're headed to all of this stuff gonna, is going to be in a streamer, and – and that's the world you're going to live in. The crazy thing is, is they're basically just reverse engineering cable. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, because right. right. eventually, whether it's Amazon or Apple or whoever, you're going to go into one app and it's going to tell you all the things that are available on all of this, all of the apps. Well, tell that's it, where it does, you're at. You're, that, 
YouTube TV already does that to that a certain extent. Yeah. And like one of my smart TVs already kind of organizes yeah, it. Yeah, organizes it. You, you, you see search like the pictures and it'll tell you where you can get it. Where you can get it. So all that's already happening. Yeah. They're basically just reverse engineering cable is what yeah. it's, what's happened. I like it. I like yeah. the apps. I like the fact that on Saturday night, mm-hmm. our Andrea was over at uh, Easy E's, and I had to go pick her up at like, I don't know, 1030. Well, that was right Did in the- Did you call him Easy E to his face? Yeah. God bless you. Peyton was NBC was dating dating a, a girl whose name he gave with an E, and I tried calling her Easy E. He was not having it. Oh uh, yeah, Easy. Well, Come on, excuse me. He goes, you best. know who Easy E is? I said, yeah, I'm aware of who Easy E is. Yeah, yeah, it's a good name. Anyway, it's a good name. So I got to I had to go down there. Then Saturday night was that was prime fourth quarter of the 49ers Packers. Yeah, in the old days, once you left your TV, you're out of luck. In the new days, I had it right there, watched it, plugged through the Bluetooth. I got, yeah, with the phone, I was able the phone to bring, allows for it. Yeah, I was able to bring the game with me because of the end, because of the apps, because yeah. I was on YouTube TV. Oh, let's go. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. We do that a lot on the way to hoops. Like they'll they'll stream like a Kansas Kentucky game on the way to basketball. Yeah, in the car on the way there. Live sports. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's great. Yeah, that part's yeah, pretty I'm good. I'm not sad about it. Yeah. So that's where you're headed. There you go, kids. Those are your hot topics today presented by Vivid Seats, official fan experience partner of your Cleveland Browns. We hit one thought on the divisional round coming up next, a little higher, lower as well, the Joe Thomas half hour of the program. We're off and running. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. And Bo here for my friends at Jim Beam. What do sports and Jim Beam have in common? Both are better when enjoyed with others. So grab a bottle, gather your friends, enjoy the game, because with Jim Beam, you come as fans, you leave as family. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2024, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont, Kentucky. Drink smart. Time for one thought on the divisional round. Uno, are you ready for this? I think we have time to do a couple thoughts, by the way. Oh, I, honestly, you have 50 minutes of thoughts. We used to do one thought on 16 games. I think we could do <laughs> multiple. multiple well, we don't follow the rules games. anyway. Right. No. So, yeah, it's Especially fine. now when Gibbe's not here. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Go for it. All right, we start in Baltimore. The Ravens took down the Houston Texans 34-10 to in the first game of the weekend. Start with you, Bo. Yeah, this was the easiest one for me to project. This felt pretty simple. It was pretty simple. Um, I understood why everyone would. It just was too. That's why easy. it was the lock of the. That's why it was the lock of the week. It was the it was the lead pipe lock of the week that that the Houston Texans riding high off of our victory, the victory they had against us, um, and that everyone was going to fall in love with CJ. And then the reality is that Baltimore. You remember all that stuff? Oh, Baltimore's missed three games. CJ's really hot, and it's like okay, it's fine. Right. Um, and Baltimore was fine. Now it's ten ten at half. Um, now they get a punt return, or they get a kick return. They get a return touchdown. It's a punt. punt. Punt return touchdown for Houston. So that may, that helps with the ten ten. Um, and then Baltimore turned it on, and by all reports, um, Lamar gave an impassioned speech, and and that fired him up. And then they annihilated in the second half. This was the least surprising result. It was the least surprising score. It was exactly how I thought it would go. All right. First of all, Sweet Miss K, we're having like a little bit of work done on the home 
right now. All right. Yep. By my the great handyman, Jake. Oh, TV. he's in the mix. Yeah, he's back in the mix. Yeah. Uh, and like in our laundry room, which we're kind of not redoing, but we're just making it nicer and putting yeah. little benches and little yeah. cubbies, whatever. Everybody loves a cubby. There's a light over it that's like one of those old school long rectangle yeah, fluorescent. Like fluorescent. Yep. She calls it a ghost light. She hates it. Okay. Detest it. All right. So she just texted me, which is why I, I read it. She was just like, they can go out and get this. Do you like this light? And I'm like, whatever makes you. I, I don't care. I don't care. I, I don't know how I can explain this more At to all. Like, it, and then sometimes they say, well, why don't you care? It's not. It, I, whatever makes you happy. That's You're happy. I'm happy. I, it doesn't matter to me. I don't any, ever think about lights. Sh- sure, love. Anything that makes you happy. I don't care at all. Same. <laughs> And it's not that I'm it's I'm not indifferent to to something that's important to you. It's whatever makes you happy makes me happy. That's right. Yeah. Same. It is interesting though, like if there were scenarios that were the opposite where yeah. she's like, I don't care, just do whatever makes you happy. I, I would never push be like push back. Boulevard of green lights, baby. <laughs> I would never push back. No, like, oh what do you mean? Okay. What do you mean you don't care? Great. Great. I'll take that pass and I'll run with it. I don't know. Yeah. All right. All right, <laughs> but where were we? Yes, Baltimore, Baltimore, Ravens, Baltimore. I don't think you can overstate, especially in the playoffs. Two things: one, okay. how important home field advantage is. Yeah, it is massive. I'm not saying the Texans win if this game is played in Houston, but it's a different game. Well, I'll tell you this: they don't beat us the way they did if it was here. They lose to us, yeah, so pretty definitively, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, and they beat us pretty definitively, they did. ultimately. Yep. So that's number one. Number two, I think that what I just said holds even more weight when you're talking about a dome team traveling to yeah. the outside in weather or cold weather. Mm-hmm. I don't think for Detroit going to San Francisco per se, yeah, that weather shouldn't be a factor in that game. I don't think that bothers them as much, but this from a Houston to this, what you had the weather on the East Coast and in, in uh, Baltimore, it made a big, big difference. And this was a team that could not, they didn't have it going. Third, third thing, I felt like watching it, Baltimore's entire game plan as a defense was to make life very difficult for Nico Collins. Mm-hmm. And I thought that had a very positive ripple effect on the rest of their ability to play defense in this game. That one weapon. We didn't do that. We did not do that. No. And I think if we had one do-over, I think that would have to be near the top of the list of the do-over, at least on the defensive side of the football. And we would have thought going into that game that we that was going – we talked about the way we handled Garrett Wilson, like Hickman over the top all the time, guy underneath, like that bracketed, all of those things. It just didn't play out that way. No, and they didn't give up the big play. What's interesting is – the Ravens did not sack C.J. Stroud either. We didn't sack him. They didn't sack him. They hit him a few times. They limited his effectiveness, but they did not sack him. The other thing is Lamar Jackson is is playing like a complete MVP. I mean, he's doing it all. 16 to 22, 152, two touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, two touchdowns. He looks great. Their defense is good. It is amazing watching our boy Jadevian Clowney when he's engaged and oh, feels appreciated and is happy. He can play as well as anybody. Yep. Not like upper echelon passers, but I mean, he can be a disruptive force, stud on a very good defense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we saw that two years, you know, two years ago with us, mm-hmm. and then now this year, you're seeing it with him and the Baltimore Ravens. They ran it with Lamar the first play, and I think they set the tone. 
They're like, buckle in, boys. This is what you're getting. Well, didn't the Texans take the ball and go three and out immediately? Mm-hmm. And right. then yeah. the Ravens yep. came and back the Ravens, and did and that. The very yeah. first play was a run, and, you, and it was like, okay, this is what you signed up for. Welcome to Baltimore, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, they ran for 229 yards. Yeah. Only Dallas. And that was we, – you, you and I talked about that in the lead-up. Like, we just – we could not run it on them. No. We don't have Nick Chubb. We didn't have – we don't have, a, a, you know, Joe for all the things we love about him. He wasn't someone who's going to go run it for 70 yards. No, and so. he Ned put the threat of There's no threat an 11-man rushing attack. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Go to San Next. Francisco and the NFC. The 49ers take down the young and up-and-coming Green Bay Packers 24-21. to Z. Brock Purdy was not good in this game, and yet he finished with a flourish that he needed to. Some big-time throws, finishes with 23-39, 252, a touchdown, rating of 86.7. Kittle made the big plays. Not a lot of Brandon Ayuk, but the guy that stepped up, and I think you go back and you're going to ultimately say deserves, you know, a major bit of credit, Jawan Jenkins, Jennings, I'm sorry, Jawan Jennings, who filled in for Debo. He made that huge catch over the middle, up in between three yep. guys on the last drive. He had a big, big game. They're going to need Debo back. They're going to need to get Ayuk involved more. 50-50. 50-50. They're going to need to get, though, they need more of Ayuk, I think, against the Detroit Lions. To me, this is, it's, this, it's the tale of two quarterbacks. For the majority of this game, Love was great. Yep. He was great. Sensational. You watch him, you go, God, all of this makes sense. Like, I, they're going to go from Favre to Rodgers to this dude. And and the as far as LaFleur took him this year, and Love, quite frankly, took himself, it's it's unbelievable. There were times earlier this season we looked incompetent. Yes. And it was like, I don't know, if is this the biggest mistake in the history of sports that they push Rodgers out? But then everybody got on the same page and they got right. Conversely, most of the game from the Purdy, first Purdy perspective was blasphemy that, that Pedro's calling him Montana. Yeah. You're like, this guy's all he can do he, is check down. He missing guys he left and right by wide margins. It yes. was like, at one point, he took that crazy one. He took the snap and dried his hands, and he put his hand back on. It was crazy. I've never seen anybody do that. No. So, and yet, it all flipped on the last drive for each. Purdy was sensational in the last drive, and love makes... Honestly, and I think you're right in bringing this up when we talked about it yesterday, it's the type of play that can haunt you. Yes. And it's the type of play that can make you question your ability to play the position because it's it's just stupefying to just throw the ball into the middle of the field as you're going down. They only had to go 25 yards to be in field goal range. Yep. That's it. And he just threw it to the middle of the field. It was crazy. And that'll hang over you, man. Like, that yeah. is a total brain fart of a play Completely. that you just can't. Three guys could have picked it. It was, could have fair caught it. I yeah. mean, it was. So, and then I did think maybe Greenlaw had some money on the game because it felt like he was trying to go score. So maybe he was trying to do that for the little, 49ers little cover. faithful. Yeah, who had the cover city, yeah. little nine and a half. Yeah. And he was trying to, he was trying to get it there because he was not going down. And everyone's screaming at him, get down, get down, get down. Now nah, I'm going to keep running. Get down. And then basically, like, it was at one point, he's like, is somebody on his own team going to tackle him? By the way, has anybody fallen off the face of the earth more than Christian Watson? Well, remember, though, last year, the start of the season, he was nothing. And then he came on the second half. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. You draft a guy out of North Dakota, North Dakota State, you just don't know how that transition's going to go, man. He looked like he had a chance to be right, but you, do you have, pretty solid. He was good at the end of last year, but, like, 
You just that's just a tough circumstance. There's not a lot of track record for that. Second round pick, his rookie year, 66, 6, 11, and seven touchdowns. This year, 53, 422, five touchdowns. So average 15 yards a catch. Do you want a fun fact about Christian Watson? Yeah. Yes. Never had a thousand yard season in high school, college, or the pros. Ever. Now, the high school part of that's stunning. The college part isn't because they run option. Um, so the the, high, the college part of that makes some sense. It's kind of like the most like a Calvin e- Johnson situation. Yeah. The most he's ever had, I believe, is 802 yards. Wow. Yeah. That's weird you didn't have it in high school. If he played receiver in high school, he didn't have a 1,000-yard season um, for sure. Yeah. Good job out of you, buddy. Good job, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's what you're saying. Two, two, tale of two quarterbacks for me. All right. We go to the Motor City. The Lions beat the Buccaneers 31-23. to We had timeout controversies. We had big throws from the quarterbacks. Bishop. Well, at least Dan Campbell admitted that he blew it. Like, he did say that post game. Like, on the clock, that's on me. Like, we should have snapped it with one second. I mean, it's just – I don't know if, if they – Everybody was caught up that the game was in over. In the moment, they thought it was over. But it was – the whole thing was ridiculous that, yes. that it played out the way that it played out. Um, I had – it was surreal watching it because for such a woebegone franchise and such a dismal franchise, the Detroit Lions have been omnipresent in our life because of the Thanksgiving thing. Yep. And so we've seen they've ruined so many Thanksgivings with their incompetence. And the fact that that operation got it right with some people we know, like John Dorsey, and I know Chris Spielman sure. really well, that they that these guys got this thing right, that they got not one but two home playoff wins. 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 Dumb. They got to, like, celebrate it. And the moment of Aiden Hutchinson, like, looking around the stadium. So he's born in De- – he grew up in Dearborn – goes to the University of Michigan, goes to Detroit, and, like, it's all he knows is Lions in Detroit. It's his, he's, it's his homeland. Like, can you imagine? And he's the one who and he's the one who, And he was a stud. And he, yeah. Like, can you imagine, like, if there was a defensive end from Cleveland who went to Ohio State and was a stud there and then came here and was the best player on a defense that was pretty good and got to be on the field for two AFC championship two AFC playoff games, like what that would be like. And I couldn't help but think, like, it's kind of like LeBron. Yeah. Minus yeah. the Ohio State connection part of sure. it and, and all that. Yeah. But, yeah. that. Um, but it was just, I kept watching it. Just, I was so happy for the city. I don't have any connection to Detroit at all. Like, nothing. I've been there once in my life. Um, this but case, you, families. Oh, there you go. They're Michigan people. Yeah, so there you go. So, that, well, now I have some connection to there. Um, but they're just easy to root for. And... I couldn't help but thinking, like, what it will be like here when that happens here. Like, to host two yes. straight playoff games and win them. I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, Andrew Barry let off his press conference talking about it. Yeah. Being like, yeah. that was such a special thing. They're good. Goff is good. He's a good quarterback, and I, I'm happy for him. I liked him. I thought he was so clearly the number one pick, and I wanted the Browns to get him so bad that year out of Cal. And I don't know how it would have worked out here, per se. Hard to say, yeah. But. He has certainly proven himself to be worthy. He's taken one team to a Super Bowl. He's going to take now a second team to an NFC championship at the very least. Yeah. Um, Gibbs and Montgomery are a great combo. Amon Ross St. Brown's a stud. Jamison Williams, he's a one guy that you just never have gotten what you thought. thought the, if, imagine if he was what they thought. Oh, man. And then Laporte is a beast. Yeah, they're they're good. They're a fun team. Their defense is fun. 
I do wonder and look at it, you know, the guy, the kid they draft in the first round, the linebacker, he doesn't really play that much. Kid from Iowa. Jack Campbell, because they're playing Anzalone. That's the one maybe you wonder if they could have gotten something else there. But listen, they did a good job. Good team. Fun to watch. And on the Tampa side of it, Mike Evans is Mike Evans is one of the best receivers to ever play the game. Is he going to be like in the top 10 as an individual? Maybe not. But when you think about what he has accomplished every single year, yeah. it's incredible. Yes. And by the way, you would never throw a guy, a six five guy that can run. Like, yeah, that guy could play on. I just in, think it's because he worked. Game. I think it's because it's where he played. So because he played in Tampa, like it's not a big place where people it, are paying attention to that team. Like he had the Brady time when you're like, oh, Mike Evans. But really, his best stuff was under Winston because Winston just chucked. Chuck. If he played for, let's say, the Cowboys, yeah, he would be considered. I think one of the most elite receivers to ever play the game or here or Pittsburgh or Philly, or it's just, there are some sleepy markets and Tampa's kind of a sleepy market. And so like, he's had this career that I don't know if people noticed it's 10 straight thousand yard seasons. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. We do have a little bit. It looks like a little bit of breaking news. The Vikings have signed quarterback, uh, AJ green, our guy to a reserve future free agent contract. Oh, the Vikings putting that out. Yeah, Quasey would know him well. Yeah, He did put out a tweet. He's thank- thankful for the last four years in Cleveland. I appreciate the fans, front office coaches, and players I established a relationship with over the years. There you go. And I'm glad we, he survived the golf outing. He, I don't know if he'll ever know. He did, He didn't know. He had no but idea. if that ball was six inches higher, we had a real problem. If it was a foot higher, made that 18 inches up to his face, we have a real problem. I don't even. I can't even imagine the damage. It was a screaming eagle. It dented the. That's right. Metal That's on the right. frame of that bed on the, on the, on the of cart. The, on the cart, yeah. And he was just sitting on it. Yeah, it was a rocket launched. Rocket. Fortunately, he's all right. Yeah. You tee that sucker off in St. Andrew, it'd roll 325 yards. It, it's, it might still be rolling. Yeah. Mike Evans, to your point, 10,000 yard seasons. Five with at least 12 touchdowns as well. Seven with at least eight touchdowns. And he's averaged 15.3 yards for his career. In fact, he's averaged over 15 yards per catch in all but three seasons. Yeah, he's first ballot gold jacket. He's got to be. Yeah, it's crazy. He's a five-time Pro Bowler, never a first-team All-Pro, a two-time second-team All-Pro. That's crazy. That's just because they didn't have success. And he's just... They didn't have the team success. So good and consistent. Yeah, he's a stud. Total stud. Uh, he's a free agent. Yes, he's a free is. agent for them. Tampa Bay has a lot of free agents to worry about. They, I think Schefter tweeted out a list after their game, and it's it's quite a large list. So they'll have some work. That's to why do they were in, the in such season. a weird spot because it was kind of like a now or never. But then they didn't put themselves in that kind of a position, and then they had to go ahead and now make tough decisions. Oh yeah, no doubt. Same. Wrapping it up on the weekend was in snowy Buffalo. The Chiefs. Behind Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey and a whole heck of a lot of fun in that suite. Take down the Bills 27-24. to 24. Z. You know, I think we all just were like, oh, Kansas City's done. And I think they took that personal. I don't know if you saw Mahomes in the locker room. I took room. that personally. Yeah, they took that personally. They looked there laughing at their iPads. Yeah. Mahomes in the locker room was like, this is what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, now they look what they got. Yeah. I mean, 17 to 23, I do love, 215 yards. That's a very Jordan situation, like acting like people doubt you. 
Yeah. You're Patrick Mahomes, dude. People were doubting them. They were the underdogs in the game. Right. We all, Everybody thought the I, Bills were going to beat them. Even in picking it, I felt dirty picking against them. For sure. And but, said as much. But you thought at some point Buffalo's got to get them. At some point. Like, they lost at home to the Raiders in a really big spot for Kansas City when they lost in December to the Raiders. That's a garbage game. And on and, Christmas Day and national TV. Right, right. It's like, come on, man. But... No, I'm never. I'm never going against them again. I'm never going to bet against them again. I'm never going to. I'm never going to be somebody who picks against them again. Like, if he's involved, I'm in. And he wasn't even. He was good enough though. And I'll tell you what, Stephon Diggs, shameful, shameful. You you have been. You want you complain about the the way you're used. You are in the biggest game Buffalo's had at their place in a long, long time. You have two chances that would have impacted the game tremendously. And neither one you don't take advantage of. And and honestly, the best thing that happened to him is that Bass kid missing the field goal. Because then it goes to him as opposed to the sure. blame on Diggs. Sure. Um, all of that being said. I got to give you a stat. Go. In the last 10 Buffalo Bills games. Yep. Receiving yards. Khalil Shakir, 462. Yep. Stephon Diggs, 422. He's cooked. Targets. Oh, boy. Khalil Shakur did that on 37 targets. Yep. Stephon Diggs did that on 80 targets. Oh, my gosh. That's five yards a target, brother. <sighs> yeah, they good. need to – so they can move off of him, right? They have to at this point. They've yeah. got to be able to. But they have cap problems, too. I, it feels to me – and with Josh Allen, I don't think you can ever really count him out, but it feels like this was, this it. was the, the closing. So two years ago, they were the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Uh, this year and then this year, like the last, they've had this window and they did not take advantage of it. What I was going to say is, there is no question that in my mind, even if Bass and I don't know if I felt, I think you and I maybe even discussed this. As soon as it kicked off, I'm like, I screwed, I blew this. Oh uh, yeah, I said, I said before the game. What are we doing? I, when they did that corny thing where they had, yeah, uh, I'm going to this. Where they had Nance and Roma <laughs> walking into Arrowhead to obviously like, like six months ago. Yes, mind you. Yeah, in case this because oh, it was nice. What a special game! <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, oh, was, yeah. remember yeah. this gym? When this, this is a game you want to call gym. Reenactments are so good. What are we doing? I saw that. I'm like, Chiefs are winning this game. That's it. Um, this is too bad. It's too bad. The uh, even if Bass makes a field goal, Mahomes would have driven and gotten a touchdown or a field goal. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I agree with that. Zero down. So that's the way it shook out. All right, Jeff. Good job with you, Ron. Thank you. Very good. Very good. All right, we've got higher lower still to come. We've got the Joe Thomas half hour of the program. You have that to look forward to. Coming up next, we will go around the league. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Be part of one of the most passionate fan bases in the NFL. Join Next Gen STM, presented by Ticketmaster, official waitlist of your Cleveland Browns. Being a Next Gen STM, the best chance to become a season ticket member in future seasons. Visit clevelandbrowns.com slash STM to reserve your spot today. Uh, there is uh, some little bit of breaking news in the league. It appears, I mean, this is, I don't know that anyone's surprised this, but Harbaugh looks like it's going to be with the Chargers. That's what we thought all along. We've been saying that all along. He is, in a way, 
He he did. Now Michigan make him take take a half pay cut, but he's doing them pretty dirty here on yeah. that side of it. Because so here's how this is going to work from the Michigan side of it. As soon as he takes the job, okay, a 30 day window opens where anybody on the Michigan roster yep. can transfer. So that would lead you into the brink of spring football, and they could have what's just recently happened to Alabama, where you could have 20 kids leave the roster and a roster that you cannot replenish until the transfer window opens in April. By the way, just a question. Yeah. In the sense of, like, Ohio State, I know there are people who wanted to run day out of town. Yeah. This, to me, this whole portal thing and what happens after it makes it almost, if your coach is, if your program's strong, which yeah. Buckeye's program is strong, and, yeah. like, he's decent. Yeah. And you're not going to go who's who without a home Correct. run replacement. Why would you expose your program there? Because now Ohio State's already pilfered Alabama. Totally, there's a good chance that they might get some people from Michigan. They I would them. think, yeah, whoever they would want, they will definitely make calls and press. Yeah. So it's when they, your coach they, leaves, they, and in Michigan, Alabama, because there's nothing they can do about it. This is a retirement and a guy going to the NFL, but it has to. I mean, it feels to me Harbaugh leaving is going to be, and I know that the kid vehemently disagrees with me, but it, to me it feels like that's going to be the end of their run as an elite program. For the immediate future, 100% it is, because there's yeah. no way. They were losing everybody anyway, so now they're going to have an entirely new staff, and now that roster can be absolutely pillaged. So that's going to happen as well. What's going on with him? Una. Oh, well. Always keep your head on a swivel, kid. Una. Always. Um, yeah, it is, and – I mean, what Ohio State, as an aside, what Ohio State has done with name, image, and likeness in the portal in the last month, they've never behaved like this as a football program ever. We've never seen anything like this. They, they all, they they're always, buying a championship in some on some level. They've never done that, right? But I'm saying and they they're, are, they're, they're finally behaving the way that the, a lot of the rest of the sports. They got organized on NIL. They got their ducks in a row on that, and they bought the best players in football. Full stop. I saw Buckeye fans like upset because Lane Kiffin said, "Oh, they cost him thirteen million for the roster." And it was actually a quote from two years ago from Ryan Day. But regardless of that, they were all upset about him. Like, so that's the sport now. You're not gonna be upset. What do you care? In a national title. What do you care? That's that's the sport now. That's how the sport is. It ups the pressure on. on Oh, like to to me, it feels like they are national title or if they don't win the national championship with this, it's the best roster in college football by a pretty decent margin now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they have five quarterbacks. They have two five-star quarterbacks. It's crazy what they've done. Um, now, Harbaugh to the Chargers, you like that for Herbert? I do like that for Herbert. He's smart. I mean, Herbert will likely be there longer than Harbaugh because yeah. you know, he's probably got like a four- or five-year shelf life. But, yeah, I think that will be very good. There will be good. an accountability that they didn't have under Staley. Correct. Uh, there will be a team building that they didn't have under Staley. He's won everywhere he's gone. Yep. So he and he was great with the the 49ers the last time there. So it makes all the sense in the world. And he's got history with the organization as well. Um, the Eagles and offensive coordinator Brian Johnson parting ways. Second year in a row, the Eagles will bring in two new coordinators. I, I know there's there was a presser today in Philly between with Howie Roseman and Sirianni. And the way that I view this is this is Roseman, who's the most powerful person in that organization, short of ownership. Yeah, saying you got one more chance to hire people. Don't blow it. I'm surprised they gave him that one more chance. He was in the Super Bowl a year ago. They were ten and one. Yeah, but like like a it ended bad. A one and six. It did. It did. It ended poorly. But I think that they're still. My guess is that they were like, you got you got one more chance to hire some coordinators. 
And that's that's probably where that stands there. By the way, Dewan Jones, a little round in the NFL. Dewan Jones was voted to the NFL All-Rookie Team by the Pro Football Writers Association. Appropriate. Yeah. He should be. As agreed. The Panthers are hiring Dan Morgan as their new general manager. Morgan has been the assistant general manager there since 2021. He was a pro bowler with the Panthers in 2004. Isn't Luke Keekley in that building, too? He does. Speaking of former linebackers? I think he does broadcast. He's a broadcast for him. Keekley is? Yeah. Huh. There you go. So Morgan will be the new He's general manager. He's a nice manager. guy. Yeah. He was unbelievable. He was a scout with them in Keekly? 2020 and 2021, but he's not with them as an executive anymore. Hmm. Okay. As of now, the Niners uncertain if they will have Debo Samuel for the NFC Championship game. You said that was a 50-50 proposition on that is yep. the way that that was being told. Also, about from an hour ago, uh, Mary Kay reporting that rep- – <laughs> I don't even know how to read this. Well, here's what Tom Pellicero said. <laughs> Nope, can't read his either. Can okay. I read I'm it? I'm going to add a word to it. Okay. Reported former Browns offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt will interview for the Raiders offensive coordinator job this week, per source. <laughs> Joe Thomas up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Rolling Stones Hackney Diamond Sewer, Saturday, June 15th, Cleveland Browns Stadium. Tickets on sale now. Visit clevelandbrownsstadium.com slash Rolling Stones for more information. And now, I mean, I... I We've had, we have the Hoff on all the time. The Joe Tom, I never take it for granted. This is as excited as I've ever been to have the Hoff on. Oh man! Based on his Instagram. Oh man! The life that's being lived over there across the pond. It's outrageous. The, the number one question I have: You put a picture up of an ibex. First of all, I didn't know that you could hunt them in Europe. That blew my mind. For some reason in my head, buddy, I thought they were like in Asia. I didn't even know that was possible. But but apparently you did this. I have to know. You have to give me the scope on the horns or antlers, whatever it is called on the ibex, because it looked like it was like twelve feet across. <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, uh, hey, coming at you right now from Holzkirchen, Germany. We're just running a little uh, offensive line workout here at like the local uh, Gold's Gym, bobbing and weaving in and out of a bunch of other meatheads <laughs> in Germany. But uh, I'm in my glory. It's it's been pure chaos every single day. Total adventure trying to navigate a german-speaking world when i don't say much more than uh danka and uh that's about it well one way to avoid it's just to go to spain (laughs) that's right so what i do i just went to spain yes not a lot of hunting opportunities in german so i said screw it it's a one-hour flight to barcelona let's go there and let's go chase some ibex in the mountain that was an unbelievable trip um we had some crazy weather like who'd you go with mile in our winds so i had a buddy who did the hunt a year ago um and had a great experience and as soon as I knew I was going to be in Germany, I was like, hey, man, you got to give me the details. And so basically you book kind of like an intermediary guide who's like a local who takes care of all the paperwork for your firearm. It wasn't even like I brought my own gun, but just being able to hold somebody else's gun and hunt with it. You have to go to the embassy and get all this paperwork. Of course, 
pay your tax, 70 euros. Then they give yeah. you a little stamp that says you're allowed to hunt with somebody else's <laughs> That's gun. a lot of your salary there, Hoff. Take that it easy. Basically, Take it easy. Yes. That's like one week right there down the drain <laughs> just to hold somebody's gun. That's not okay. But, hey, we made it happen. Um, yeah, I, there's the Asian Ibex. There's the European Ibex. I guess okay. they're all over the continent. But there's a bunch of different subspecies depending on what mountain range you're in. And so I actually hunted two different ones, the Gritos and the Bassetti. Um, kind of one was by Madrid and one was by Barcelona, but with the crazy weather, we had like just a couple little windows. And as you saw from the pictures, like, uh, we had like clouds and wind and fog and rain, all of a sudden everything parted and you could finally see the mountain. Cause as you know, Bo, like living in Montana, when it's foggy up there, it's not like in, in the States where you can yeah. kind of still see, like you see nothing, like we couldn't nope. see anything. And all of a sudden fog parted, we see this herd way up in the mountains. We just went right after them, took about a mile to get up there, but thankfully we were kind of below them. There's all these boulders. We were able to sneak with the wind, got close, got lucky. And then the best part is in Spain, they, they know how to do it right. Like we got the Ibex and the guide who's the local guide. So you hire an intermediary guide, he helps you with the paperwork, takes you there, and then there's like a, a gamekeeper who's in charge of like that whole, you know, 50,000 acre national park or whatever, and he like manages the wildlife. Then you go with him. As soon as we shot it, he didn't speak any English, but he was just like, now we celebrate. He pulls out two bottles of wine from his backpack and some uh, yes. uh, uh, Iberico pork. It was unbelievable. I was like, I, hey, this oh is, I can get down with this. Give me the size of this thing. I yeah, can't. Yeah. I have no scope of it. I have no scale. So, like, are you sending this? Yeah. Is it being sent? Is it in transit back to Wisconsin? Are you eating it? Yes. Like, what's, what's next? Yeah. So, um, we left the meat with like the locals because there was the guide and then like the other guys. So they they took the meat because I can't bring it back to Germany. It's as you can imagine, like bringing meat across international borders is a little tricky. Yep. Uh, so we left the meat there and and we traded him for some. Uh, some pork belly and some prosciutto, or I guess it's not prosciutto because it's Spanish. I forget uh, the Iberico ham that kind of looks like prosciutto. But, yeah, yeah Iberico, delicious. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, these things are, body-wise, they're maybe 140 pounds. So they're not, like, massive, oh, but they've got these, these enormous um, horns on. I mean, they're like a giant goat, uh, maybe, like, four foot long, each one of them. And Jeez. they're just beautiful because they're heavy like a sheep on the bottom and then they come to a, a little bit of a point on the top um but pretty awesome i mean these things are been living in these mountains for oogles and googles of generations um and to be kind of up there and be like the only person in a fifty thousand acre national forest who or park who gets to hunt at that time with all these locals that are you know as soon as you, you see them they're getting all excited they're yelling at each other in spanish and at one point i was like i asked my guide who was the transit i'm like Hey, what are they saying? They're all excited. And he goes, they're talking slang so fast. He goes, I didn't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> but man, it, it they're was saying the hot's going to get us some meat. That's right. That's right. They knew celebration was around the bend, and it was. That's right. That's incredible. These things are unbelievable. I mean, yeah. it's like a – I get – so this – that um, – thank you. That that gives me perspective because I couldn't tell. The picture made – the horns look like they were 10 feet across. It, it, it's huge. Go ahead, Z. Yeah, I've got one follow-up. They kind of look like a Watusi, but – yeah, no, sorry. Oh, I, I was going to say, if you've ever seen a Watusi, like the yeah. like the wild bulls, that's kind of what it looked like from the picture. The guide took the picture, and then I reposted. He did some fancy, like, wide-angle stuff, and so they they looked a lot bigger than uh, they really were. And, you know, if I had a nickel for every time I, I said that, but uh, they still are really <laughs> big, even though it was it was a little bit of trickeration with the cameras. All right. All right. So this is the one that I'm the most curious about. 
Pack up the fam. Mm-hmm. New Year's Day. Within two weeks, <laughs> you turn to Annie and say, you're going to be in Germany with our whole family. I'm going to hunt <laughs> Ibex in the mountains of Spain. Just talk to me about what did you have a – What was the approach? Was, what was the approach? Because I feel like it had to yeah, be elaborate. Man. It had to be – Full of gifts and flowers and perhaps yeah. spa treatments and whatnot. How did you, or maybe when you're the Hoff, you just say, here's what's happening. It's just in your gold jacket I don't know. Robe yeah, maybe, yeah, in the gold it? jacket robe. That would be a, yeah. So how did, how did that go? Yeah, well, let me tell you, the gold jacket doesn't work inside the four walls of my home. So <laughs> we, we could just put that to the side. There was definitely some horse trading that went on. And okay. as you know, okay. like you got about a month or two month window where you're like, all right, I got to find the day where she is at her most happy. Like whatever happened during the day, certainly it wasn't on my behalf, but like the kids gave her a kiss, said that they loved her or whatever. And then you pounce, right? So you wait for that right <laughs> moment. And I had it all in my pocket, you know, just like any good football player, he's practiced his plays. He's done his walkthrough. I talked about like how important this was to in me. Front of the mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like this was, this was me going in for my big breakthrough in Hollywood. And, and I, so yeah, I was like, you know, Hey babe, you know, when we're, we're in Europe, um, you know, I've always dreamed of hunting in the mountains and it would be really awesome if it was possible, you know, if I could go to Spain, I'll do it during the week. So the kids are in school and like, you won't have as much to worry about. And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, I'll wait, I'll wait. I'll let it sit in. I'll, I'll let it sit in for a little bit. And it was the best because her girlfriends then like, a week later that she always goes on this trip with every year, like they started talking on a little chat group and I got wind of it that they were going to come over this to Austria and go skiing. They were going to do like oh. a four day ski weekend. So I was like, bingo, that's my chance. So then I, then you got to wait again, right? You got to bide your time. You got to wait another couple of weeks, let it sink in and marinate in her brain. And then when she's happy again, she's getting all excited. Then you pounce again and you say, Hey, did you get a chance to, uh, finalize any of those plans for austria do you want me to make those flights for you like you really oh, should man. fly first class like that's that's yep. a tough trip like do you want me to rent your skis is there anything else i can get arranged for you like you guys got to get a nice hotel oh by the way is it cool i'm gonna go to spain on uh january 21st for that week and then she's got nothing she could say about it uh, hey she's in austria in a couple weeks uh-huh. so how was okay how was your reception upon return? Was it a joyous embrace of people who had been separated by geography? Or, or was it, yeah, you, you take care of all these kids for a while? Uh, it was pure misery, Z. It was, I, I should have stayed in Spain. I made the wrong decision. So, so, you almost needed to come back and send her to Austria like right. the day that you got back. Like, oh, I'm yeah. Back, you yeah, I mean. They said, so we didn't even have to see each other today. I got back. So I killed the first Ibex on Monday in, near Madrid in the uh, Gritos Mountains. And then we drove the next morning to Bethetti, which is like, I don't know, five hours away. And then we hunted that afternoon, got super lucky, got uh, another Ibex. And then Thursday, um, we had like kind of a day of leisure to drive back to Barcelona. So we had like five hours. So we stopped on the coast the whole trip. I was checking in FaceTiming with the family being Mr. Dad. Like I miss you guys so much. All I can do is think about you. Meanwhile, I got the secreto pork shoulder that's uh, marinating under the most delicious Spanish sauce. I'm drinking the Spanish wines with every meal. I'm, I gained 15 pounds in five days, guys. This is no awesome. joke. What? And uh, yeah, oh, awesome. it was, it was an, 
I can't wait. I haven't posted the food yet. I'm going to just do a stream because I took a picture of all the meals I ate. I'm going to do one like reel on Instagram of just every meal that I ate. And oh, you guys, the, the the guide actually told me, he goes, I've never seen anybody in my life eat like that. And I said, well, yeah. when's the next time I'm going to be in Spain? I'm like, I, yeah. I, I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to eat Iberico pork ever again. The secreto, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like this little cut behind their shoulder. And it was legit amazing. Of course, they sous vide it. And then they put like this white sauce over the top. It was unbelievable. But anyways, so <laughs> I, uh, I I was getting fat and happy. Whole week was amazing. She was really happy, so happy to see you. So then the bomb dropped though Friday morning. So we're living in the fourth floor of this little apartment in Munich, which it's a good size apartment. It's got three bedrooms, which is bigger than most apartments. But like we're four kids that are used to living out in the country. Yes. They're animals. Like yeah, they're yeah. used to making a lot of noise. And she's walking out the door to take the kids to school Friday morning. Meanwhile, I'm getting home at Friday at one. She's she's going to take the kids to school, and the neighbor below us walks up the stairs and stops her in the hallway and says, "I've been waiting for two weeks, and I can't take it any longer. You kids are making so much noise, Mom. You need to get control of your children." And she started bawling in front of this lady. I mean, it was Germans. pretty out of line, but I guess that's how German ladies are. Like one of her friends on the, the high team, direct. they're just direct, just super direct. And that's what she said. Like uh, our friend that plays for the Red Bulls, he was a Badger hockey guy and they live in Munich. And um, Annie and his wife, Jess, have been real good friends for all. They're actually going to Austria together. So I don't feel bad for it that much. But, uh, but anyways, so Jess <laughs> told her, Hey, like when I'm in the park and if my kids are like not wearing a sweatshirt and it's cold, like the moms will come up and yell at me. Like, you don't know how to dress your kids. That's just how they are. Right. But this mom yeah. like had the, had the nerve to just stop her, made her late for school, telling her how her kids are out of control. And of course, then I get home like three hours later. Hey honey, how you doing? You know, busting in the door, like Kramer getting ready for my kiss. She wouldn't even look at me. She, she no, hated me no. for 24 hours hours but you just uh, gotta you, bide your time again you gotta remember with the germans two world wars yeah it's an aggressive <laughs> it's an aggressive people they're like it's you know Regimented. what i mean like it's two of them like they're they're bold they're, it's an audacious group i just want for all the all the fellas out there listening hops are just like the rest of us they're just like all yeah <laughs> that right. is yes yes <laughs> that's right they just have golden the robes gold, it has a gold jacket that's it but he still has the we still have, we all have to negotiate. Huff, are hey, you looking? Are you looking in? You got to hunt one of these red deer in Bavaria, right? Look at yeah, this thing, Z. Yep, Doesn't he yep, need one of those yep. guys? That thing looks like the the yep. thing that's on like the Glenfiddich bottle. Oh man, yeah, yes, it's a beaut. Yes, yeah. So that's the next uh, the next thing I'm looking okay, into. So Let's of course go. my guy Pablo Carl, who's uh, I don't know how you say his last name in Spanish, but he's from Barcelona. He's like the guy that kind of books everything for you. I told him, I said, hey, man, we're going to have some bye weeks like in September, uh, like end of August. I know that they're going to be rutting in the mountains. Like, I'll give you my yep. time that I can get off. Like, let's get together and hunt these red stag because they're like elk, but they roar. And they so they kind of look cool. like elk. They act like elk, but they're like they sound like dinosaurs when you're in the mountains with them. And so I'm hoping we can get on one of them. I like it. When are you coming back? It's a year, right? <laughs> it's one year, right, Hoff? No, not a full year. So our season ends Memorial Day, or sorry, it starts Memorial Day, ends Labor Day, and then the playoffs is like three weeks, some you know, beginning of September. So as soon as we're done, like I'm out, you know, and the kids are going home in in August to start school. Um, okay. But yeah, as soon as as soon Bachelor as our season's Hall. over, wait, I'm, wait I'm a back. Second. Hold oh yeah, hold on a second. Oh my god, hold on a second. Wait, 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 oh wait, a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, how, what, how, what's, 
you have you're gonna have a month. Yes, that's true. So I won't be practicing any uh, I'm sorry, honeys in the mirror before I go and hunt something when nobody's home to yell at me and not kiss me when I get home from my trips to Spain. Just a boulevard of green lights. I mean, how here's the question, though. It's unbelievable. Hold on. How do we? Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. How do we get to Germany in this period? We got to get there in like August. We have to get there in this period. Well, look. A couple of days in camp, they miss us. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah, you miss those things. I you mean, guys I, don't the, do the, the, the show on the weekends anyway. Can you get to Munich from Cleveland <laughs> Just, for a weekend? Oh, in yeah. And out. In and out. In and out, baby. <laughs> hey, I'll have the whole place scouted out. Don't worry. We can go anywhere. We can go to Spain if you guys want. I hear it's pretty it's nice amazing. in August. <laughs> go to <laughs> Greece. Mykonos. So with all Let's of go. this. Mykonos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. With all of this going on, we should do a little Have you been able to keep track of what's going in the NFL playoffs? Like what is it like to consume the yeah. league over there? It's in the middle of the night. Yeah, I would say that's, that's the biggest the downer, right? Is like the playoffs is everybody's joy. I mean, even after we got eliminated, like you're still the games are so great and the storylines are amazing. And it's so sad because even the first game doesn't start till 10:30 at night. And then the yeah. next game's like, you know, midnight, 2 a.m. So, like with the Browns, I just put my phone on airplane mode, and then me and the family woke up early, and we watched it at like 7 a.m. on replay, and then that was sad, obviously. Sad. Like that's <laughs> sad. <laughs> that They're probably sad. feeling pretty good 14 to 10, and then one yeah, point later, yeah. 17, well, 14, yeah. sad. I mean, you should have seen us. It was I'm sure like a lot of Browns fans, it was pathetic. But, like, you know, we wake up Sunday morning, everyone's excited, like, 5 30 in the morning nobody can sleep we're like we want to know what happened we want to watch the game so make coffee mom makes breakfast she's got like avocado toast she bought some waffles from the local bakery she's like cooking the waffles like i'm sitting down figuring out how to get it on like replay without seeing what the final score was so uh our, our guy paul brown from london gave me his login because i couldn't get like my hacked fire stick to work so he gives me his days in DAZN or whatever his login so that I can watch the replay with the family. So I get it all ready. We eat our little breakfast. We're all cozied up on our one couch. There's like six of us on this little three-seater couch. And we're watching the game, feeling great in the first half. And, of course, we don't have to revisit the second half. But then as soon as it's over, like it's Sunday at 10. It's a beautiful day in Munich. And everybody goes outside in Munich on Sundays because like nothing's really open. But everyone just gets out when it's nice. And like, we were just like a ball of tears in, in our little apartment. And I was like, we just need to get outside. We need to change the venue. We need to get our minds off of this. And Jack, of course, is like in tears and he doesn't, he won't leave. Like I physically, he was so mad. I physically had to grab him by the arm and we pulled him into the outs, outside of the apartment. And I dragged him down the stairs. We went outside and everything was no, no, I don't want to do anything. No, no. Like, Love the hey, do you want to go eat ice cream and cookies? No. No, I just want to go to the room. And, I, and you know, finally, by the end of the day, we got him around. But, like, it's been it's been tough not watching the playoffs and just catching up on replays in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, there were some good ones. There were some good games that's setting up yeah. to be, I think, a pretty good final four here with the Niners and the Lions and the Chiefs and the Ravens. What do you, what do you, who do you like in those games? Just kind of off the top of your head when you think of those matchups. Yeah, I mean, I think they're great matchups. I think you guys – they're always so good those those final four and i'm cheering for the lions that you know my best buddy uh growing up was always a lions fan and you know he was the pin cushion of uh all of our jokes and you know being that the lions the browns there's some mutual sure, respect sure. and love for a couple fan bases that 
have been, you know, they've had some tough times, no Super Bowls. And so I'm, I'm pulling for the Lions, but obviously I got a got a man crush on Kyle Shanahan. So I'd like to see him win his Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, on the other side, I hope they both lose. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I want, at this point, I want whoever wins the NFC to win, like, win mm-hmm. it. And I'm obviously Niners, yeah. but I'd be yeah. thrilled for Goff, thrilled for the Lions, yeah. thrilled for the, the, yeah. the fans of the Lions. They're even playing yeah. this. But you would take the Chiefs over the Ravens, right? I can't have the Ravens yes. winning a Super Bowl again. I yes. can't no. have that. Yes. That no, would be. Like, no. that's, that's too much. No, we can't have Simone. Well, yeah. No, that, God, no. Simone, Jesse? No. 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 Can't have it. No. But, I, I mean, I, I think that the Chiefs, I'll speak on behalf of my family, like, we, we cheer against them because they're starting to be the Patriots, you know. But they're yeah. a, a likable Patriots because you like Patrick Mahomes. I like Kelsey. He's sure. a Cleveland guy. I like Andy Reid. Like, there's nobody – there's nothing about the team I don't like other than the fact that they've had a ton of success. But I would still – it's an easy one who I'm cheering for between them and the Ravens. Yeah, agreed. And I think what was cool about that Chiefs game is that going into it, you know, you a lot of people really thought the Bills were going to get it done and, and – Mahomes had never played a road pre no. postseason game before, and they went in there and got it done. And even if he'd made that field goal, Bo and I had said we both felt like Mahomes was going to put points on the board. I mean, just that's you just felt he had supreme confidence in him yep. and what he was going to be able to do. I thought it was a really impressive win and one that you know if they go this year and let's you know again it's not our it's our third choice out of the four teams, yeah. but if they go into Buffalo. Beat Miami at home, into Buffalo, into Baltimore, and then go to the Super Bowl and beat the Niners or the Lions, really, at that point. But especially if it was the Niners, that would be as impressive a, a run as as you really could have. Yeah, I, mean, I that think would it solidify. would say more about yeah, it would say more about his legacy than anything I think he's done For before sure. this point, especially because the team was I wouldn't say in shambles, but compared to where they usually are in December. Like he really had to pull this team up and put him on his back to get him into the playoffs in December and then storm through the playoffs. Like those are the things that greatness and legends are made of and that people are going to point to. Yeah, he was amazing before that moment, but that was when he separated himself and put him in that, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning type category in my book. Well, he, he's going to play in his sixth straight AFC championship game. So every year he's been in the league and played, he's played to the AFC championship game. So he's going to do that yep. on Sunday. If he gets to the Super Bowl, it's his fourth Super Bowl yep. out of the six that he's played in. Yep. If he wins it, it'd be his third, third. win. Yep. Like, you start to get to, like, it's kind of like a LeBron in the East thing, right? And then it, you start to say, like, oh, maybe he can track down Brady at that point. if Because if, he's in his mid-late 20s at this point. Like, there's plenty of time. Like, this yep. could go on for a while. Like, you, this is starting to get historical at this point for him. Yes. Yeah, and I, I think, too, the other thing that, I think about with Brady and yeah, I don't know if this is general consensus, but when he was doing it early on, it was defense run game. You know, he was not a game manager, but you get the idea. And then he had that great offense with Randy Moss and, and then he had a lot of weapons and all of a sudden he didn't have weapons, but he was winning those Super Bowls. That's to me what I see with Patrick Mahomes right now. He doesn't have the weapons he had previously and he's doing it himself and he's finding new ways. And to me, that's a sign of, True greatness is when you're making the guys around you that much better and you can go win a Super Bowl with, you know, guys not named Tyreek Hill. You know, Travis Kelsey playing good, but not what he was a couple years ago. And, and a de- you know, a team that isn't as strong around him, but he makes them better through his own play, but also his leadership. How do you think Taylor Swift felt about sharing a box with a grizzly bear shirtless, <laughs> pounding maybe 100 beers? 
Yes, that was amazing, by the way. I, I love that. And what a performance. I feel bad that, I feel bad, I, I don't know, I, me and Hawk have this argument about if Taylor Swift's doing this for the publicity or, or not. No, and no. I'm not fully with you guys. Like, she's got everything she needs. The last thing she wants is more publicity. She's just showing up to these games to support her boyfriend and because they're yeah. fun. And then all these NFL fans are hating on her because all the uh, TV cameras want to do is find her. Uh, so I think she probably liked having... Uh, Kelsey in the booth there going bananas and kind of yeah. acting normal around her, right? I think that's probably yes. why she likes being at these football games because she has people acting normal around her, and I think she probably misses that being such a celebrity. It's the most watched divisional playoff game ever. Yeah, correct. If Over you can 50 say million people, yeah, yeah. If you can say what J- Jason Kelsey was doing is normal, but I guess being from Cleveland, we can we can call that normal behavior at a football game. <laughs> My he's favorite... just like he's like a wild bison. My favorite was when he left out. <laughs> he leapt out of the box. Like found this little hero. girl that was had a Taylor Swift sign, put her on his shoulder like Andre the Giant, walked her up to the booth <laughs> yeah. so that she could meet Taylor and then brought her back. And That's then amazing. hopped up back into the booth shirtless. Yeah, he's like a superhero. Give me more. Yeah. Give me more. Like the final uh, trump card in your argument, Hoff, is she's the most famous person, famous female person in the world. Period. Yes. The end. Full Period. stop. So like mm-hmm. she doesn't need Way anything. before she dated Trump. No. She's enhanced like, his profile exponentially more than hers yes. correct um huff last time we had you on uh we were talking about the the Bayern munich operation and then while we were on we came to light that franz beckenbauer had passed yeah I, it's been yeah. like a week of mourning i know you're in spain and stuff too what was it like in the country in that town in that city with with that giant fallen yeah you're exactly right i mean it it's cool because where I live, I'm like a mile from the kids' school, so I, I walk, we walk the kids to school or we'll take the bus, and I basically take the subway or the, the bus pretty much everywhere. And so just like New York City, you walk by and they've got like the newspaper stands and, you know, his face almost all week was on the front page. And um, when we had our workouts with our team, a bunch of guys were wearing his jersey, which was pretty cool. And I talk about a great way to kind of break down the cultural barriers with my team go up and start talking to him about Dirk Kaiser. Thank you boys for that, by the way, because they were blown yeah, away that an American yeah. knew who he was and that I would go up just out of nowhere and just show my respect. So that was pretty cool. So I, I appreciate that guys. I, I got a lot of brownie points with my team for, good. for knowing who that was. <laughs> good. good. Number one, good. Number two, the idea that you need brownie points with your right. team <laughs> to be the offensive line coach of, of the Munich <laughs> <laughs> what our German football league? Hey, me. hey, do you have you your tickets? Are you going? Do you have your? Yeah, we, your are we going to a game? game? When are we going? When are you going? Yeah, so we had a we had a free weekend Saturday. Well, half a weekend because I I work out my O line Saturday morning at seven, and then I don't have another workout till Sunday night because these guys they all they all work. It's I mean it's like the old school NFL. They work during the day, and that's why I'm at a workout now at eight o'clock with them. Um, but so I had a couple, like 36 hours and we're like, what are we going to do? So I was like, number one, we got to go to a Bayern Munich game. If they're in town, I looked it up. They're not in town this weekend. So I was like, all right, we'll put a pin in that. What's number two we want to do. Let's go to the mountains. Let's go skiing. So we're going to Garmisch Partenkirchen and, uh, we're going to rent a, like a chalet and do some more skiing. Uh, but, but Bayern Munich, I got their schedule pulled up and, uh, we're definitely going to catch a game. That's the number one priority on our list right now. I love it. Great. This is great. It's great. What an adventure. One what, last one last go ahead, question. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. What was the reaction of the people seated around you at whatever event you were at where Annie came back bearing forty eight hot dogs? Oh, that was great. Hey, what a great video that was. Uh, Unbelievable. 
so we were at the Red Bull Munich hockey game, which is a cool environment. It's like old school, I don't know, maybe 1960s NHL. It's a stadium that only seats like 8,000 people, but it's 100% sold out the whole year. They got a quarter of the stadium is for the away fans, so they were playing Berlin. And them and Berlin have a big rivalry. And so everybody in the Berlin side, it's like a mini soccer game, I would think. They all got flags they're waving. They're waving like the okay. Berlin flag. They're all chanting in German at each other. They're yelling at each other. There's fights in the stands. So we went because my uh, buddy from the Badgers, Ben Street, he's like, he's one of their top guys. He's um, on the team. So we went to the game with his wife, Jess, and their kids. And I had to leave in the second period to go work my guys out. So I jumped on the train and got out of there and just took that video and sent it to me. She goes, your wife is a special one. <laughs> and because my kids are just complaining like the whole game, we're starving, we're starving. And she's like, this is not an NFL game. They don't have like concessions everywhere. We can get it wherever you want. But they, I guess, beat her down enough where she went to the concession stand. So she got them like two Sprites four hot dogs, a couple of pretzels. And of course she got a beer for herself. So that, that gave me a lot of love when I saw that yeah. because she's, she's, you know, like shimmying through the stands, like a mouse going under, uh, under the cracks of the door. And <laughs> this stadium, it's old, old school stadium, right? So it's super steep. Like each step is like yeah. 18 inches by like 12 inches wide. So I don't know how she made it up there without spilling, but, uh, only athlete. an American mom athlete, of four kids yes. could have survived that. Athlete. She's an athlete. Athlete. That's simple. Yeah. Tell that. Tell that. Uh. Nast. The mean German lady. Take some of that. Look at this yeah. video. Oh yeah. Ma'am. Some of that. Yeah. How yeah. about that? She couldn't do that. I know that. My kids. It's great. Now they have a nickname for her. They. Her. Her, her name is Carolina. I'm sure she's not listening. So we can. I we can call her. Yeah, out. I think it's safe. Her name is Carolina, and uh, so they call her Karen. Karen Raspberry. <laughs> Middle name Moldy. So they call her Karen Moldy Raspberry. So they're like, she won't know what that is if we're talking about her around her if we call her the, the Moldy Raspberry. Just uh, and just remember, at any point, if you want a trump card, just remember, we won the World Wars. We won. We Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I wish, I, I, you know, I, it went worked out well for us. We won. You're losers. Yes. I'm holding that in the back pocket. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like waiting for the right moment, and I, I, I'm going to have my return ticket bought for the next day. Next day, yeah, you get a lot of a lot of a lot of people on the good side there. Yeah, you. that's yes. right. All right, this has been a real treat, uh, buddy. Oh, and my keep goodness. thank you. It's such a my pleasure day. to to, to oh, share to, that you're sharing it on the social and get to see the adventures uh, of the Hoff in. Z I miss them. Oh, we miss them. But at least we have these these wonderful catch-ups. I mean, got gotta have them. Enjoy your time, Nate, buddy. We'll talk to you guys. soon. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I, I miss you guys so much. I'm going to go back in there and finish my workout with my guys. I'll send you a video of what our Hoff. gym looks like. A little different than Berea right now. <laughs> I, I would imagine. Are they, like, surprised at how strong and jacked you still are? <laughs> yeah. Well, we had a, a push-up competition, but the dude I was going against, like, we, we paired up all the team, and any chance I get, I jump in with the guys to try to do stuff that I'm orthopedically able to do. And so there was a push-up competition at the end of our workout on Sunday night, and the one guy that's left, of course, is the fullback. So he looks like Dan Vital, right? He looks like he's straight okay. out of the Navy SEALs or whatever the German equivalent is. So we do as many push-ups as you can do in two minutes. He did 107 strict push-ups all the way with his chest to the ground and all the way up in two minutes. And I did 56, I think, and I, I like my my feel like they're melting like molten lava right now he doubled oh, up man. my push-ups but then after it was over he goes oh it's so inspiring you're so inspiring and i was like inspiring you did twice as many push-ups as i did oh man <laughs> it's been an you gotta get that guy on the bring sally up bring sally down program oh right. man i'm ready that's all right, next. all right guys appreciate you, it. yes see ya it's amazing
What an adventure. <laughs> it, he, it could have been a reality show easily. Should have been. Should have been. Should've it been. really should have been because yeah. it's it's a hell of a thing. I like that. I like the, the first 10 minutes were some of my favorite. The favorite minutes. stuff ever. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of life lessons there from the Hoff. Yeah. For the were you guys taking notes in there? Should have taken notes, Ocho and Uno. That's marriage right there. He just showed me. He just gave you marriage. There's been a lot of love advice on the show today yeah, with yeah. your your light situation at your yeah. home. We had this. Yeah. Well, pay attention. We're we're a program that helps the people. We're, we're here, trying we're to help, here help, to help the people. See, it's about don't care about the life. If you do care about something, then you got to really get to build really that up. Build that up. Uh, yeah. Maybe harder a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. We'll do a little higher lower coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. In a car, truck, or motorcycle accident caused you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Time for a little higher lower presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery, offering easy ways to keep gambling fun, a little better or worse. Hello, Uno. Hello. Uno. Uh, so we're going to go back and revisit the rankings that Griff and I made to start the playoffs. Um, we ranked the quarterbacks from 1 to 14 in terms of confidence. Uh I don't. I speak for both of us here and formally apologizing to Jared Goff for putting him at eleven. Good job. Because that, fair. as you guys both pointed out, needed to be way higher. Yep. Because he is now in the NFC Championship That's game right. for the second time in his career. Yep. So uh, for Jared Goff, definitely higher than where we had him at eleven. Yes. All right. So is this? If, if we're to take your list here. So this is all of the quarterbacks in the playoffs. Yeah, this is. You want to re-rank the remaining four? Yeah, so I feel like we – the idea was we kind of go over what we had done and see if Griff and I did well. You didn't. Which no. we did not at all. No. <laughs> if you look at these 14, uh, we had Jordan Love apparently too low. We had C.J. Stroud yeah, J- apparently too low. You had Love. You had, or Jordan Love. You, you had him 12, buddy. Maybe. Yeah. Too low. Yeah. Jared Goff too low. Yeah. Moral of the story is um, when we re-rank the new four, we should probably uh, – reconsider some things for these guys. I think the top six should have been Mahomes, Jackson, Allen, Purdy, Goff, and Stafford. Purdy was tough because... Purdy's still a hard one. Yeah. Like, I don't he know what he is. The way he, he, fit, he did. But he, he did. did it. He did it. <laughs> but it was bad <laughs> up until then. But he did. He did. He did. He deserves credit for that. They he probably... also has the best operation around him and the best roster around him. They were going to make the Super Bowl last year if they had Brock Purdy healthy, right? Like right. they were yeah, going to beat yeah. the Eagles. He doesn't lose. Yeah, you feel like he probably would have. Yeah. All so right. He's just tough because every time I watch him play, I don't know if he's good or not. But then they keep winning, so I don't. I think he's good. He, he it's it vacillates with him. Look at this. Look at this little skip. Oh, he's got gotcha. Cliff Bar. He's got a, a monk strap. Look at the monk strap. He does there. have monk strap. Yeah, you yeah. love a monk strap love buckle monk on those strap. babies for sure. I'm sure, that's made of some sort of fine Spanish deer. Yeah. Um, so a lanolin. Here's the, um, you know, with uh, with with this operation that we're doing here. The one that, if if you were to say, 
I honestly think Mahomes is far and away one. That was the easiest one to put. He's far and away. Two is Jackson. And two is, without question, Jackson. I think you could make an argument that Goff is three because he's played in a Super Bowl. He's taken a second franchise to an NFC championship game. And he was really good last week. What was he, 11-12 in the fourth? Something like that? I wonder if you asked Kyle if he could just trade Purdy for Goff straight up, would he do it? Here's the thing, though. Does does Kyle have a blind spot for quarterback? I mean, they. They, You know what I mean? Like he drafted Lance. That was a mistake. He drafted Lance like he wanted Garoppolo and then kind of did it. But Garoppolo, they went to a Super Bowl. I know, but he didn't really. Once he had him, he couldn't wait to get out of him. Yeah. Right. Like they. It's not like they're not geniuses for landing Purdy. Anybody could have drafted Purdy. They passed over him six times. So like, he stumbled into Purdy. Like, I don't. Maybe that's just his one blind spot. Yeah, maybe. I don't know how you make sense of that, how you can be a genius and everything, but for some reason you can't Goff certainly could run this offense. I it's mean, like, to him, no quarterback doubt. isn't the most important position on the field, and it's just we're going to give you ten other good players, and he's just got to run. What this is what do. it is. This is what it is. It's, it's Ricky Bobby. Kyle Shanahan wants a driver. He does not want a thinker. So what he wants is – he wants a guy to throw it where it's supposed to be thrown. He, I don't need you do, doing something that isn't necessary. Yeah, that would take the offense to another level, which is probably why he was transfixed by uh, and seduced by Lance. But that's not really what he wants. What he really wants is we're going to run this play this time, this time, this time. Then we're going to run the exact same action. We're going to throw out of it, and you're going to have a guy right here, and you're going to you need. I need you to put it on him. Yeah, that's what he wants. So Ricky Bobby is a driver. Ricky Bobby's not a thinker. That's I think that's what Kyle wants. Like he wants a smart guy. Back to the back to the defense, turns, guy is wide open because I designed it that way, and he threw it there accurately. That's what he wants. And his Purdy is better than he's given credit for. And sometimes and we'll but your dad said is he's it, Montana. Nah. So he's not that either. No, but he's really good. So it swerves, it it vacillates between well, we also, he's overrated, he's underrated. Well, and we also put a, a, the society we live in and the jobs that we do, you Correct. assign that based on one game's performance. Yeah. Like yeah. if he has a horrible game against the Lions, it's gonna that's the talk. If he lights it up against the Lions, oh boy, Montana's back. It's just the way it is. It's just the nature. Of, that's the nature of the beast. I think, yeah, I think that you guys had, you had Goff and Love criminally low. I think it turns out you had two oh too high. You had Flacco, unfortunately, too high, and I understand why we did that. And you had, it, it was hard to know it at the time, so maybe where you had Dak relative to his regular season performance was spot on, but... It's hard to trust him right now. D- Dak was tough because he continually was coming off. He was coming off a fantastic regular season in yeah. which he could have won MVP. Yeah. And then does the same thing in the He's going to finish second because the voting's yeah. done at the end of the regular season. So he'll finish second in the MVP. Here's the thing on, on – let's do a guess the stats for you, Uno, since you're in the place of Gibbet. Uh, guess the stats Brock Purdy completion percentage. This, this season? Year, this this season. This season. Guess the stats. Z versus Uno. Go ahead. I'd say 69. 72. All right, 69.4. Okay. He's a lot better at this than Gibbe. Yes. Yards passing Brock Purdy this season. Yards passing. 17 games. Then he play, played 16. Played 16. Played 16. Well, I knew it, and I totally forgot where he was. 4,300? 4, 4,150. 4,280. 
This kid's a savant on the stats. He's yep. looking at the NFL stats. Well, he said he had seen it. Yeah, he's he's so he's seen did, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did hear that. So he's he's sixty nine point four. 4280. Yeah, his, what's his yards per attempt? 9.6. Yes, that led the league, right? That's yeah. are you on Pro Football Reference. Uh, and 31 touchdowns, 11 picks. Yes, dude. his ratings 113. His QBR was 72.8. Yes, I wouldn't have had that. Yes, are you on Pro Football Reference? No, it's on ESPN. Hold on, I can tell you which of those on Pro Football Reference because they bold it if it if yeah, it, if it's leader if it led the league. He's, he definitely led the league in yards per attempt. And he doesn't turn the ball over much either, does he? He did have 11 picks this year, so okay. that. But that's. If there were more interceptions in the league this year. We had a couple of years where like, Rogers, Mahomes would be like 42 touchdowns, four picks. Like, everybody yeah, so th- 31 more. to 11. I mean, no, no, sure, but like you, you did see more interceptions this year than. All right, we so have Purdy past. led the NFL in the following categories: touchdown percentage, yards per attempt, air yards per attempt, yards per completion, rating. QBR. That's crazy. Yeah, he was great. He was great. He was great. By the way, he did not have a single fourth quarter comeback or game-winning drive in the in 2023 until week one of the playoffs. Now, he could have had one against us, but Moody missed the kick. Yeah, and it's weird because like when he was here, the game he played here, he was dreadful. We saw him in, in person, he was dreadful. Yeah, but that was pretty much, honestly, that was pretty much it. No, true. And then he wasn't good until the last drive last weekend. You know, he was bad so like, against us. He was bad against the Ravens. He was, was his worst game of the season. Yeah. The two games where he didn't have Debo for most of the game is what the kids yeah, are saying. Kind of the correlation. Yeah. Here's the. Uh, Those were the only two games this year that he had below a 64% completion. And then he only had three games all year where he completed fewer than 66% of his passes. Yeah. The amount of, uh, as a different angle of all of this, all of the pressure is on Lamar Jackson. Of the four guys that are left? Yeah. Everybody else, yeah, there's pressure on the Niners, but it won't be on Purdy. Like, if it falls at his feet, I think most will be some on him. I would go Maybe that's the better list. Lamar won, Purdy two, and then Mahomes three got four from a pressure standpoint. I think Goff's totally house money. Totally. Mahomes is a lot of house money. Yeah. Um, it's all it, – and, and I think the difference between Jackson and Purdy is significant. You know, if, if Purdy falls on his face, there will be the – it'll be a tough off season for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're at home, all of the things. Um, but this is, a, this is a Lamar Jackson weekend. Agreed. Going to win the MVP, perhaps unanimously again. Um, and, and if you, you're at home, you've been rolling for a month. Chiefs aren't what they used to be. Same thing we said about Josh Allen. Same thing we said about Josh Allen, which is got to be your why year. I'm not going against Mahomes. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right, good job. There you go. Uh, so much more to come. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, now live in Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Uh, this is from Tone here in the last 15 minutes. The Browns interviewing Texans quarterback coach Gerard Johnson today. Um, so that is happening. We had talked about that Tone? reportedly. Tone. T. Grossi. Tone. He's on it. Um, and then we have uh, this from Connor Orr. Um, it sounds like the Browns offensive line coach Bill Callahan uh, will not be joining 
his son's staff. Uh, Cleveland has been fiercely protective of Bill in recent years, plus he's among the highest-paid assistant coaches in the NFL. So I don't know what to read for that. I feel like if the kid asks, like, I guess I'm in- that's interesting. And I don't know what validity to get that. These are all just reports. From Diana Russini, former Falcons head coach Arthur Smith has received serious interest from more than seven teams about joining their staff as the offensive coordinator per sources. He will have options. I can't wait to talk to Joe. I want to know about hunting these deer in Bavaria. That's what that's my real focus for this offseason. <laughs> yes. Deer hunting in Bavaria. That's what I want. Why wouldn't it be? That's all I want. That when they're in the rut in September. I love the idea of that. Uh, the next level is coming up next. Thanks for listening, everybody. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.